Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. And to his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Entering into his courts with praise. I dare you. I mean, I triple dog dare you. No matter how you feel this morning, that you wake up and give God some praise. P-R-A-I-S-E. Praise. I, I dare you to this morning. Just praise him. Just take some time and just say thank you, daddy, for how good you've been to me. Like how good you've been to me. Just give him a little thanks. Just tell him, just appreciate him. Just love on him a little bit this morning and just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for absolutely everything. I just dare you. Hey, Ev, I dare you to thank him this morning. Thank him if you don't even feel like it. Just bless his name this morning. Glorify him, exalt him, extol him. Tell him all the good things that he's done for you. Hey, Lisa, just thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for my roof. Thank you for clothing. Thank you for shelter. Thank you for my coffee this morning. Thank you for my internet. Thank you, Father God, for my car outside. Thank you, Father God, for gas in my tank. Thank you for friends, family, and loved ones. Thank you, Father God, for the activities of my limbs. Thank you, Father God, for just being in my right mind this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't even focus on what you don't have or what looks like it's not happening. Just take out some time this morning and just bless his holy name. Just thank him. Just glorify him. I don't care if you got to wake somebody up next to you. I dare you. I'm talking about I triple dog dare you to get out your comfort zone and just bless his name this morning. Just bless his name this morning. Just become so grateful for everything. Thank him for being your lawyer. Thank him for being your doctor. Thank him for being your provider. Thank him for everything. Thank you for being the Supreme. He is the Supreme Court justice. So when there is a situation in your life where it looks like the law or legal things aren't working out for you, you better start thanking him for being your Supreme Court justice. You better start thanking him for being your advocate. When the doctors are telling you they don't know what you can do, what they can do, you better start thanking him for being the medical doctor. You better start thanking him for being the treatment. I'm talking about just spend some time saying thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank him for Jesus trading places with us. Just take out some time to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. God is so good. He is so good and he is worthy to be praised. See, the holidays will have you upset. Um, people will wake up, they upset because they get they don't get to participate in um, Black Friday and I don't have money. Man, you got breath, you got life, you got food, you got clothing, you got shelter, you got some things some other people don't have. You even if you don't necessarily like your job, you had a job to go to. You just gotta learn how to replace gratitude with everything. I told you complaining is 
toxic. Complaining is toxic. Complaining is designed to make you forget about what you have. And I know some of you are just in some situations that don't seem like the pos they're going to work out, but the possibility is in Christ Jesus. So just refuse. You know what? I refuse to meditate. I refuse to be consumed and overwhelmed by any of this mess any longer. I'm just going to put myself in a position of saying, you know what, Lord? Thank you. Thank you anyhow. Thank you. Thank you in spite of. Thank you despite what's happening. Thank you anyhow. Thank you anyhow. Thank you anyhow. Thank you anyhow. It's being grateful, learning to be content. Paul said, I've learned to be content with little or a lot. When you learn to be content with little or a lot, I promise you, that's when God can shift and do something magnificent for you. When you can carry the joy of the Lord, no matter what, that's when God can shift and do something magnificent for you. So just stay in a place of gratitude and gratefulness and watch. It'll overwhelm you when you choose to focus and it, it, it kind of takes the toxicity out of you. So I just want to share a little bit of word with you this morning. I know some of you guys are recovering from overeating after Thanksgiving and family and friends. And some of you guys still have family and friends. Some of you are still on vacation. Um, I've had my grands in and yeah, that's good. That's good. Come on, Lisa. Thank you for reunification. Don't make me start shouting. I need you to talk to me about that. Um, thank just thanking the Lord for absolutely everything. My God, I can stay in a place of praise and thank you all day long. I think. And when the enemy tries to push me into any other space, I just, man, Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm seeing the power of God. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So we're in chapter five, and I want to just share this with you real quick to just encourage you, just to encourage you um, to remain faithful. And I titled today's message, Abide. Don't forget, we are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. And our praise already opened the door to this. So I'm not going to pray. I'm going to go right into the word today. Remember, we're talking about living as light. We're talking about living as light. And so we're in chapter five. And I, I, this little part right here is so powerful. Yesterday, we talking about, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to love you no matter what my feelings. And so this next part of the scripture it says, um, it's the third verse and I'm going to third through the fifth. It says, let there be no sexual immorality, impurity or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. I've seen stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. These are not for you. These are not for you. So you got those little jokes, those little sexual innuendos, those little things that we have going on behind the scenes. Those are little things that open up doors and most people don't watch, don't understand that. So it says here, no, I've seen stories. That's why you can't be sharing. Sometimes when people share certain things with me, I don't even click them up and open and watch them because I know the word speaks on these. It says all these I've seen stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Let there be thankfulness. Those little um pot shots we take at people, sarcasm, cracking jokes on people, talking about I'm just playing with you. We're not supposed to do that. I don't, as a matter of fact, when people start doing that, I tell them you meant that. 
because out of the heart of the abundance of the heart, that mouth speaks. So any of those little jokes, any of those little foolish talk, coarse jokes, we're not supposed to do. It, you, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person's person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So even on this Black Friday, if you don't have it, don't spend it. You don't don't rearrange your bills. Don't just it. If, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm probably gonna mess somebody up right now. If you were on your way to the store right now, you know you really didn't have it to spend. Don't spend it. Turn around. Turn. Don't even put yourself in the position because that's really greed and that's really putting yourself in a position of debt and lack and all this other stuff. And you believe in God for financial increase. Don't do it. And what it really means is anytime we start spending outside of the zone that we're supposed to that means whatever we're trying to spend money on kind of becomes an idol in our life and so we have to be watchful of those things so if you don't have it just don't spend it don't spend it today don't don't spend it if you ain't got it don't spend it it's not for you to spend so it says he will enter the kingdom of heaven a kingdom of god for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world and i want to give you the sixth thing it says do not be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of god will fall on all who disobey them and i'm going to talk about that on monday because i want to get into the depth of that when we give permission to other people um, to sin, you have to be very careful about giving people other people permission to sin. So I want to talk to you about why I said this was abide. We were talking about abiding. So we're dealing with no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. I've seen stories, stories, foolish talks, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. So that's why you have to be clear in what the things of this world is. You got to be clear in what the things of this world is. And we haven't been clear. We haven't understood. We haven't took time to read this. So Show the Lord, show me when he showed me bide. I want to give you the definition of what abide means. Abide. And, and this is a verb. Um, past tense abided. Accept or act in accordance with a rule, decision, or recommendation. To abide means to comply with, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform to, adhere to, stick to, stand by, act in accordance with, uphold, heed, accept, go along with, acknowledge, respect, defer to. That's what abide means. If we're not ab abiding, then we're flouting and we're disobeying God. So in order to obey, to abide, we need to enjoy in and take upon the things that the Lord has told us. So we go over to John 15. It says, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he proves the branches that bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by this message I've given you. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in him. So you cannot act in accordance unless you're remaining in the things of God. 
You cannot act in accordance unless you're remaining in the things of God. And we just can't keep making excuses for the things that do not line up with Christ. Once we've been accountable, once we've read it, once we've received it in the word, then that has to become our truth. And that's what it means that you got to put off the old man or the old former way of thinking, right? And renew your mind to the mind of Christ. And that's what we've been doing as we walk through Ephesians. We're renewing our mind to the mind of Christ. So don't we got to put this off obscene star stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, sexual immorality, impurity, greed. Those are things that we have to do away with. And we have to abide, comply with the truth of what Christ don't make. Don't let nobody make you think this, that this is insignificant, that abiding with Christ is insignificant. This is very significant. This is significant to your future. And I'm getting ready, getting ready to explain to you why um, it was years ago. Have any of you ever had food poisoning? I had food poisoning. It was years ago. I had food poisoning. Let me tell you something about food poisoning. Food poisoning will make you think you're going to die. Food, food poisoning will make you think you're going to die. Food poisoning isn't kind. It isn't gentle. It's just that it's that simple. You are being poisoned by your food. You are being poisoned by your food. Your food is poisoning you. And so I got food poisoning um, some years ago, and I had never felt that bad in my life. I had never been that sick that bad in my life. I had never thrown up so much in my life. But here's the thing about food poisoning. Once it's in your system, there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. It's got to just work its way out the system. I was so sick. I threw up so much. Um, I was just consumed. I could not function. I could not breathe. Like I just felt like I was living in the bathroom throwing up. Well, I have food poisoning. That is the same thing. That is how toxic is sin is at your life, in your life. And so when we participate in the things that Jesus has already said to us, comply with this, don't touch this. Don't go in this area. Don't get involved in this. Don't live with this. Don't act like this. When we don't abide, when we don't accept them as a rule, a decision, or a recommendation, then what we're doing is realistically, we're inviting Satan to sit at the table with us. We're inviting Satan to sit at the table with us. You just opened the door and invited and created in a partnership you took the recommendation of the enemy over the recommendation of what the word says. This is this you you taking his recommendation. You taking his recommendation to be the truth, and so sin will abide in you just like Jesus will abide in you. So every time you open that door to sin, you just gave you just gave him a little seat at your table. So all of y'all were sitting at Thanksgiving table at the Thanksgiving table. And when you sit, you were sitting at the table with somebody, when you give him a seat at the table, then it gives him the opportunity to make you toxic, just like food poison, just like getting the wrong food in your system, just like eating on the wrong thing. That's what you do. And he encrouches like he's waiting to contaminate you. He's waiting for you to participate in little things that you don't matter. He's waiting on you to justify your actions and your behaviors saying it's absolutely no big deal because once he knows he's got a little bitty hook in you, then he's going to keep working through your system. Um, when I got food poisoning, it was from Burger King. 
I used to have this thing for their double cheeseburgers. Nobody ate Burger King that day. Everybody else in the house ate the exact same thing. Nobody else ate. I was the only person with Burger King. And after I ate Burger King, I ate those double cheeseburgers. I'm talking about I was sick. I was sick, sick, sick. It's the same way sin waves. That's why Jesus said, look, abide in me. Trust me. To accept my rule. Accept my decisions. Accept these things that I'm saying to you. So we ain't even got to worry about him sitting at our table. You ain't got to worry about being exposed to food poisoning. You ain't got to worry about your, your, your system being poisoned. If he ain't got no way in, if he's not, he doesn't have an invite. That's why it says resist the devil and he will flee. Then he can't get in at you. He can be an antagonist, but he can't get in your system and poison you. So these things that we're learning as living as children, as a life, no sexual immorality, no purity, no greed, no obscene stories, no foolish talk, no coarse jokes. What comes out of our mouth should be thankfulness, gratefulness. These things that we're getting from God, from Christ saying, hey, I need you to abide in me. I need you to trust me with this. I'm telling you this for a reason. It's because he knows once you open the door and the enemy is sitting at your table, he's going to use that. That's why, I, that's why sin becomes so overwhelming and consuming. It's, it's, and and we're going to fall. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's it. But then there's system of repentance, like working that back out your system, right, is what we have to remain in. Remaining in what Christ has said, remaining in what God has given us and remaining true into this world. So, so don't be fooled when the enemy tries to give you excuses of why this really doesn't matter. It matters. You need to go back and say, you know what? Let me see the areas in my life in which I'm not abiding. Let me see the places in my life in which I've tolerated and made sin okay. I mean, and we're going to get, I mean, it gets into the next thing about being drunk. It gets in the next thing about um, just different things that we allow to go on in our lives. And it didn't say we couldn't drink. I'm, I'm not co-signing. I'm not signing off on nobody's drinking. I want nobody to say, I said, I could, you could drink. That ain't what I'm saying, but I'm I'm telling you here with it. There are th clear things and there are reasons that these things were put in place so that we could be in a position and the enemy couldn't sit at the table and he couldn't poison our systems. Jesus knew we could not handle the weight of the sin. That's why he said, look, hang out with me, abide in me, stay in me, rest in me. Trust that the things I'm telling you are the truth. And the reason that I'm telling you these things is so that I can keep your system from being poisoned because I know without a doubt you cannot handle the weight of sin. That's why I had to come. <laughs> That's why I had to come. You cannot handle the weight of sin. You cannot handle the weight of toxicity. You can't handle with it. You cannot. And the enemy knows you can't handle it. That's why he makes it so divisive, so easy to tap in. And he makes it feel so good. That's why he makes it feel so good. He makes it feel so good. He's strategic in that. That's why he makes it feel so good. He makes it feel, that's why he makes it feel like it's the best thing in the world. And it's not the best thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's it's his reason. Because why? When I got food poisoning, I should have just ate what everybody else ate, but I didn't. I had to have two double cheeseburgers from Burger King. And my, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's slick. Yeah, Eb, it's just slick. So choose today to abide and ask the Holy Spirit, show me where I'm not abiding in the things of Christ. 
Show me where I'm not abiding. He's encroaching. He just sitting around like a dog. I don't know. I grew up with dogs. Um, we didn't allow our dogs in the kitchen, really. But I grew up with dogs. But I remember when they would slide into the kitchen, they would sit at the table waiting on us to throw them some scraps or some food. The enemy is at the, the same way. He's encroaching at your door. He's sitting. He's waiting on you to throw him some scraps because he knows the minute you open that door, he can right get in. And he's going to try to bust your head wide open. Food poisoning isn't any joke. Any joke. Being poisoned by him is not any joke. So you got to take this abiding and say, this is the rule, decision, and the recommendation from Christ. And this is how I'm going to choose to live my life. That's how you're going to start winning. That's how you're going to start winning. That's how you're going to start thwarting the enemy. That's how you're going to start winning. Taking these precepts, taking these scriptures, right? Day by day, bit by bit, by small bites still equal a meal and putting the word in you so that you can stand when the enemy comes and tries to encroach. I, you don't want food poisoning. <laughs> you know, if you've never had it, you don't want food poisoning. It's the same thing. You don't want to be poisoned by Satan. Sin is weighty. Sin is weighty. Sin was designed to be weighty. It's oppressive. It doesn't want you to feel good. And sin is deceptive. Like he's going to make you think it's all good. It's no big deal. And then he's going to attack you. And the reason he gets to freely attack you is because you invited him to the table. Once you open the door, he's at the table. Once you invited him into the table to eat, he's there. Him just get up and be like, oh, okay, you invited me in. No big deal because you went to church. That ain't how he works. He going to go with you to church. He just looks for an opportunity to come in. He does not care. He does not care. And so you got to abide, learn to abide with what the word says. Comply with, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform to, adhere to, stick to, stand by. Act in accordance with, uphold, heed, accept, go along with, acknowledge, respect abide by the rules. You know how you with kids abide by the rules, abide by, abide by the rules. There's protection in the rules. I would tell my sons that all the time. There are rules in place to protect you. There are rules in place to protect you. I don't even eat Burger King. I don't even eat like I, if I eat out, it's only Chick-fil-A and maybe one other place. Very protective about what I put in my system. I usually just try to eat my food. I don't eat a lot of other people's foods or if it's someone else, something cooked because I don't want to expose my system to absolutely anything. So I don't eat a lot of fast foods. I don't put a lot of fast foods in my body. I don't put a lot of fast foods in my son's body because I know fast food is just that it's cooked fast food. So I'm very strategic in what we eat. Why? Because I know that opens the door to anything. And that's got to be the same way for you with sin. It's got to be like, you know what? I don't want to abide in this. And the places where you're struggling the most, like if sex is your vice or your thing, that's a grown folks conversation. But I'm going to tell you that if sex is the thing that you're fighting and you're not married, right, then you're going to have to be intense intentional with the word there and guard yourselves in some different ways. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing that one out there. Sometimes people don't like talking about sex, but that's the problem with us in the church. Now we don't talk about sex. <laughs> we won't talk about the things that are we're fighting against. No one wants to admit that they're struggling with things like sex and lust and greed and all these other things. But if you're struggling with that, then there's a solution for you in the word. And what does the word say? Because the enemy will make you comfortable 
with things thinking it's the norm. No, it's a societal norm. It's not the norm of Christ. I told y'all the other day, if Jesus ain't having sex, then you you don't have sex. You, ain't, you don't need to be having sex. <laughs> if Jesus ain't having sex, you don't need that. Come on, Rod, tell the truth. I appreciate that, brother. Come on. If Jesus ain't having sex, you need to say, you don't need to be having sex. And I know you like, I'm not Jesus, but we supposed to be like Christ. We're supposed to be like Christ and ain't nobody talking to us about the implications or the doors that open once you be once you having sex and it's not your marital partner. Soul ties are real. Um, when somebody decides they don't want to act right, that's why it's real hard to get that person out there. Sis, your system. Why? Because sin has entered the system. They've entered your system. Y'all have exchanged energy. Y'all have exchanged an energy. That's why it's hard for you to get rid of that joker. That's how why you feel like sometimes you're going to stalk that person. Is because you've exchanged an energy that was only meant to be exchanged while being married. So that's why the, the struggle be so real. And the more toxic the person is, the more more the struggle is. I'm telling you. So God designed an order for us. And, and you can go to almost every religion and almost every religion has the same thing about sex outside of marriage. Every religion. And that, that's the part how I know it's strong and it's so serious. Almost every religion has the same thought process of sex before marriage. Every religion does. Almost every religion. So it's got to be something deeper to this. I know why I went there, but I did. It's got to be something deeper to this thing about sex outside out of marriage, man, than we we play with. And so then things go wrong. And sometimes they don't. People are like, oh, you know, me and my spouse had sex before marriage and we worked out fine. And I'm like, it's fine for some of you, but it may not work out later or they're also different things. So try to wait, fight to wait. Doesn't mean you won't fall, fight to wait. But if that's a stronghold in the area, you got to go to this word and say, let me gird myself with truth. Let me say Ephesians 15 says no sexual immorality. Um, looking at what the word says about those things, putting girding yourself with truth so you can act in truth, truth accordingly. And don't be trying to find ways to say that ain't necessarily what the Bible meant about that. It is what the Bible meant. It is what the Bible meant. But a man, I'm praying the fight is ebb. The fight is real. The fight is real. It's a fight. It's a fight. Your flesh wants what it wants. It's a fight. I'm not denying that. But you got to come back to the point of abiding, putting that truth in you so that it consumes and overwhelms the lie the enemy is telling you that you can't live outside or without sex. That's just a, man, I need to do a, um, a real talk with LMJ or a coffee and conversations just for the grown and sex, grown and sexy. Just for the grown and sexy, just for the grown and sexy, coffee and conversations. I might need to do a late evening post in a private group just for the grown and sexy. And we have some real, real talk conversations because that's a real struggle. It's a real struggle. That's a struggle real. Don't nobody play. People tell you just, you know, put, put Jesus on. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to put Jesus on. <laughs> I'm trying to put Jesus on. I'm trying to put Jesus on. But my flesh is asking me for something different. 
my flesh is asking me for something different. All right, well, that's it for today. So y'all abide, you abide, find what the word says about those situations and those things that you're struggling with and abide in him so that you can produce the fruit you need to produce so that the enemy is sitting, isn't sitting at the table with you. Don't give him no invites into your life. That's why you got to forgive. That's why all of these other things you got to been struggling with. Don't give him any invites into your life. And you got to have a recognition. I'm glad Rodney said that he said flesh, but you got to recognize that you are more than flesh. See, once you begin to tap into your spiritual side and understand you are a spiritual being and that your flesh was that of this world, you got to recognize that you are more flesh. Your spirit actually is way stronger than your flesh. You just got to build your spirit man up. So that your spirit man can cancel your flesh out. So when your flesh rises up, your spirit man is the one that jumps in to position so that you can survive, so that you can abide, so that you can comply. But that comes with spending time with God, personal prayer life to deal with your weaknesses, your personal prayer life, seating God back in your position of your first love so that you can win in this thing. Well, that's it for today. I think that gives you enough to chew on, enough for you to rest in, enough for you to abide in. Um, knowing you ain't the only person that struggle. Admit, admit, and admit your struggle. Can I get y'all just a couple of tips before I go? Admit that you're struggling with things. Admit, admit that you're struggling with things. Yep, Ed, feed the spirit, starve the flesh. That's good. Admit this is my struggle. It's like um, AAA almost. I'm struggling here. This is a struggle of mine. And this can be anything. It doesn't just have to be sex. I'm struggling with anger. I'm struggling with um, fear. I'm struggling with Hebrews. I'm struggling with worry. I'm struggling with doubt. Whatever it is you're struggling with, admit that you're struggling. Like, admit it. Admit that you're struggling. Like, find this struggle um, and admit it. Admit, this is my struggle. Here's where I'm struggling. I'm, and, and say that to the Lord because he already knows it. But then you can invite the Holy Spirit in and say, okay, show me how to battle this. Show me how to get rid of this. How I'm dealing with this energy because where sex is concerned, you're, it's not, not unnatural for you to have sexual urges and desires. And so we've tried to make them so unnatural that we just want to talk to father about that struggle, right? The the feeling is real. So you go, you don't try to heart, you don't try to shut the feelings up like you're not having them. You just try to figure out how to deal with them. Yeah, same thing with food. Yes, yes, Lori, it's the same thing with food, the struggle with food, whatever it is, I'm struggling with this and telling the Lord, Lord, I'm struggling with this. So you're gonna have to show me and help me with this so that I can get past this struggle. God likes to have real relationship and conversation with us. And he'll come back and be like, okay, this is your struggle. This is your struggle. This is your struggle. Now, let me help you through this. Let me guide you into what the word says about this and let me help you through this. And then I'm telling, I'm telling you from personal, like I'm telling you from my personal, the struggle gets less and less. Like I'm telling you from my personal, it gets like, and, and, and where like sex in the flesh is concerned, you can't just hide yourself in the house. See, I tried to hide myself. Let me stop here. I tried to hide myself. You can't just hide yourself in your room, in your closet to prevent yourself from doing something. You can't just hide. You still got to get out. That's the only way you know the word is working, but you got to still put yourself in a position. Um, 
Yeah, Jennifer says, study the word that says your body is a temple that the Holy Spirit abides in. Correct. But it's going to be a study. It's a study. And you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. But you also have to understand the relationship of you to the Holy Spirit. And don't get so haughty once we're the person. Like, it's just so many things because where you may not struggle with sex, you might struggle with backbiting. You might struggle with lying. You might struggle with gossiping. You might struggle. Whatever your struggle is. Like whatever your struggle is, if we're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit, let's make sure we're not grieving him anywhere and finding out what the word says and learning to abide in him at a whole different place. I hope that helps somebody today. But admit your truth. Don't don't. I don't we've been around here super holy for too long. Like we ain't got no struggles, no problems, no issues. And those of us that are saved that keep saying that are lying and letting the people who are not uh, in the word or been in the word as long as us feel bad. Like we just write out a solution like it ain't no struggle. It wasn't no struggle for us to get here. I'm going to tell you it's a struggle. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a it's a fight. <laughs> like it's a fight. And so you got to fight it with the word. You got to fight it with the truth. You got to fight it in his presence. You got to eat and develop this word. And when you are not uh, strong in a particular area, apply more word in that area, apply more time with Christ in that area. And that's why I says Philippians 1, 6 says, I finish the work in you. I'm going to finish the work in you. You can't, some of the things you struggling with, you cannot do without the Holy Spirit. And a real conviction and a real conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be able to do these things without the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you, you're not going to be able to do it without the Holy Spirit helping you. You're not going to be able to do it without the Holy Spirit involved. You're not. So it's stop trying to rule yourself to death and do it. It's got to be a spiritual conviction in which the Holy Spirit is abiding in this situation and invite him in be like, Holy Spirit, take over this place in my life. Because I'm not strong enough to fight it. <laughs> And that's been the problem. A lot of us have been trying to fight stuff on our own. And it's really where we need God and the Holy Spirit to come in and help us fight it, fight whatever that it is. Well, that's it for today. I love y'all so much. Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for the people today. We thank you, Father God, for introducing us to solutions to fight the struggle for, you know, the struggle is real. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against rulers. But we thank you that Jesus came to give us the ultimate authority over all these things, Lord God. Holy Spirit, minister to us. Show us how to overcome these things in the flesh. Let the word abide in us, Lord God, so that we can go and do the greater works. We thank you, Father God, for not allowing the enemy to deceive us. Open up our spiritual ears. Let our heart receive the word so that we can walk into full accordance of what you want us to live and do, which is kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. No, right. That's good. I'm glad. I mean, man, we got to have these real talk conversations. Like we got to have these real talk conversations so that we can grow in Christ and get, get, get the way. I told you sin is weighty. That's the design of it. That's the design, mind. but what you feeling is it's normal to be turned on into all that other stuff. What you feeling is normal. Don't stop thinking you abnormal. You real normal. <laughs> you real normal. It's just how you respond to it. Um, my girl Jess is working on a devotional about responding to a lot of things in our emotions, how you respond to it. So choose to abide today. Pray. Ask God for the strategy over the weekend. Don't be overspending. Don't be out there Black Friday spending and you ain't got no money. Ask God to help you with that. 
Um, you just want to get rid of some money, sow a seed. Uh, we 501c3. <laughs> um, y'all don't forget, don't forget we got this family. I need y'all to get in and help me with this family. This is a family of five. They have a sickle cell warrior. We have their list posted on our website. Just pick out one gift. You can shift it. You can pick it up. You can deliver it on December the 17th to Guillermo's Coffee Shop. We're going to be putting out more information. Um, we're going to be putting out more information about this family. We want to really bless this family. This Christmas, y'all know our ministry is small. And so it takes our entire family, our entire church, because we the church. This takes our entire church to be a blessing to those around us. And really, we really want to bless this family for Christmas. Log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Please subscribe to the Daily Devotional. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and be a blessing to someone else. I love y'all so much. Be safe this weekend. Be wise this weekend. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom in areas in which you may not be wise. That's the information I just put on the screen about the family. Um, y'all can cash at me just being LMJ. Um, you can send it to the PayPal. Um, but let's really bless this family and change the game. They got little bitty kids. They got a couple twins. Um, let's be a blessing to them this holiday season. I love y'all so much. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning. Remember, we're still in Ephesians. We're growing in the light of Christ so that we can be everything we're supposed to be to the world. I love y'all so, so much. I love you more than you know. I promise I do. And I want God to be experienced to you through you. So do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of Christ through you. And I'll see y'all Monday morning. Don't forget to share this video with someone else. Share the page with someone else. Invite someone else in. That's my love to you this morning. You sending you big hugs. For those of you who did get hugs and love on Thanksgiving, kisses to you. Love to you and many, many, many hugs to you. And I'll see y'all back Monday morning. Peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.